0: People don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. The Bible says in Proverbs 21, 5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. See, operating a business from your life purpose is the ultimate goal of a kingdom business owner, but it also is one of the hardest things that you will ever have to achieve. And this is why it's so super important to put a written plan in place. See, we all wanna be successful in our lives and business and make a difference on planet earth, but unfortunately, many are stuck to a dead-end job or chasing after a seemingly impossible dream that deep in their souls, they feel will never come true. It seems like every time you look around that door is shut, it's not opening, you're on that nine to five hamster wheel. And it seems like sometimes y'all that life is spinning out of control. But what if I told you that there was a way out? What if I told you that we have Crack the code and there's a way to help you get beyond that mystery of things going wrong to help you get it to the point where things are going right. Because remember this, that no man, no woman, no person can shut any doors that God has opened for you. They cannot shut them. They cannot open them. Only he can do all of that. And so tonight, y'all, we're going to talk about God opens doors that no man can shut and planning out your purpose. If this is your first time tuning in, why don't you go ahead and say hello? Let us know where you're tuning in from and um, let us know what type of business you have or are you looking to have and 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 drop that in the comments what state are you coming from and guys don't forget to hit that share button you know what as i do this let me go ahead and hit that share button myself and let me know where you're sharing it to. i like to. i know it's a lot of stuff but i want to know who you are where you're tuning in from what state what city and what kingdom business what business are you looking to start y'all ready all right start dropping those in the comments hey patricia we, we see um, Patricia from, yes, Patricia, Patricia Boxmore. What's up, Miss Patricia? I'm trying to get the, uh, <laughs> y'all know when I get, get ready to go share and talk at the same time, I gotta, y'all gotta give me a second so I can get this, this shared out. But I want to welcome you guys in and um, we have someone on our prayer channel that says, thank you, Father God. A- absolutely. Amen. And I'm also going to share this to um, our story. So let me get this shared out. And guys, make sure you grab your paper and pen so that you can take notes on what we're about to talk about. We got Monica and she is looking, let me go ahead and share some of this stuff here. We got Monica And she is looking to start a t-shirt business. Awesome, Monica. Well, welcome out. We're glad to have you out here today. Um, We also, um, it says Facebook user only because we're pairing it to other channels as well. We're live on about, um, I don't know, 30 channels or something like that, y'all. So that's why that says that. So if you got your name, you can drop your name in a comment, and we can add it on there for you. We also have Miss Patricia out there who says, "Amen, amen." And who else do we got out there today? We got Miss Danetta from the Washington State. What's up, girl? How you doing today? We're so glad that you can join us out there, y'all. Make sure you go ahead and. And, and and grab those pens grab those papers and share them out and miss monica Hopkins says she is glad to be here and we are absolutely glad to have you there here and we're going to go ahead and get everything started guys so as you come on or if you're catching this during the replay make sure you go ahead and say hey hey so we know that you were there we're going to go ahead and i'm going to hop on over to the other screen and we are going to get everything started for you guys today. So, welcome again. We're going to talk about today that God opens doors that no man can shut and how you can plan out your purpose. We're coming to you today from Proverbs 21 and 5. It says, The plan of the diligent leads surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty, if you hasty, it only comes to poverty see there are 7.9 billion people on the planet and the majority unfortunately y'all will die as failures and guess what this is not at all pleasing to god and it is why we must do our part not to be amongst them and just like he said you know the poor will always be amongst you but it doesn't have to be you and if you're watching this i know you know that deep down in your heart because you're put here to help serve other people and to help the 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 the, the widows and the children and And the less fortunate, that is why you're here. That's why you want to build a kingdom business. It's not just for you. It's so that you can then take those resources and help other people. But see, here's the challenge. Most people don't plan to fail. They just simply fail to plan. And not only for their life, but for eternity. See, most say they want to be successful. Most people say they want to do what it takes to win. But most will never sit down and put a definite plan in place and take action on their call and take action on their purpose until they're successful. I think I need to repeat that one more time. Most will never sit down and put a definite Plan in place. We call that a CCMP, a clear, concise mental picture of exactly what they need to do in order to accomplish what they're calling or their purpose is. And therefore, they don't become successful. And you don't want to be a part of this. And that's what we're going to be talking about today because. The truth of the matter is success is predictable, but guess what, y'all? So is failure. Failure is also predictable. So the big question that I'm going to ask you tonight is which path are you choosing to go on? Are you going to go on that success path or are you going to go on that failure path? And the worst part of it all, the devil gives so many verbal accolades, like you give those to whenever you start to just talk about your failures, talk about what's going wrong, talk about everything that's not what God wants you to talk about, you're given kudos to the devil. You're glorifying him without you even maybe even realizing that, just like Eve did. And I'm going to talk to you more about that later. So you got to watch what comes out of your mouth. You got to watch what you type on Facebook. You got to watch the energy that you put out. Are you putting out things that's going to lift and encourage and excite people and keep them happy? Are are you saying those things about yourself so that you can get to the prize It's like paul said you know i fought the fight and you know and i finished it that's what you have to be a finisher of your faith and in the things that you want to happen see where you're at today is a direct reflection of the choices that you made see it's about attitude and everything see everything that you haven't done and where you're at is because of you like you as of today, even if you have not already, you got to take personal responsibility for your lot in life because it is you. No matter what happened to you when you were a child or when you were an adult, uh, you, things will happen. But how do you handle the things that will happen to you? So you yourself have imposed your life on you. When you make that decision, no one else can do that. That's why we say success is predictable. There are certain laws that you have to follow in order to create success. And guess what? There's certain laws that you have to follow in order to create failure also. That's why they're both predictable. Both of them will give you the same results. So what if you think you can, then you will. If you think you can't, then you won't. So either way, you're right. So which side of right do you want to be on? Those are the decisions that you have to make. And, and, you know, I always love this example was shown to me, I don't know, some 20 something years ago, and it just never left me. It's an obituary of a gentleman called John Averageman. It says, here lies Mr. John Averageman. He was born in 1954 and he died in 1975, buried in 2039. You see that? Because sometimes when you get out of high school, we, we, we are still here in our bodies, but we die. All of our dreams die in your early 20s, and but you're still living life and you're just going through the motions of it. You know why that is? Because you never try anything. He never tried to try. And so because he never tried to try, nor did he ever plan, he stayed average. And you, as we say, you can call me anything but average and ordinary. You are a child of God. You, We, there's, we are living well below the means that he has put us here for and what he has for us. And so the things that we're talking to you about is to be able to help you change your mindset and be transformed and renewing your thinking and your thoughts so that you can get the promises and the plans that and, and put them in and get what God has promised for you. And in a few moments, I'm going to share you how that obituary reads. But before we do that, I want to show you why we're here today and give some thanks to you all from being here. Our purpose is to help you build a business for the kingdom using biblical principles. I mean, like ask yourself this is what if you could build a six, seven, eight, 10 figure billion dollar business, whatever it is, and then in, in using your gifts, your skills, your expertise, your talents and all of that. And then guess what? Here's what you do with the money. You take that money and you use it for the resources of the kingdom. That means you use it to, to feed the hungry, to take care of the widow, to build schools, to be able to, to to, you know, get the right people in the political offices or to get yourself in there to open up new um businesses to buy new land like all of this stuff that will just constantly feed the earth with God's goodness and what he desires and get his kingdom back here and have his original plan in place I mean like what if you do that see that is our purpose that is our goal that is our vision is we will create thousands of entrepreneurs, Making over seven figures, and then we're coming together as a collective unit to put that money back into the kingdom. And see the difference there? We're not coming to you and people as a kingdom entrepreneur. You're not going to people to take money from them. You're going to people to serve them and help them and make their life better. And then you're taking the money that you made from doing that and you're feeding it back to make the world better and a better place to live for God's kingdom. So that's the beauty of it. So if you're joining us tonight for the first time, we want to say hello. We want to thank you for joining us for another irresistible message from our Kingdom Business Workshop Series provided by Bible Business Academy. You can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com to learn more about our global organization. I'm your host, Kathy McRiddles. Our goal is to help you build a business so you can get time for freedom, debt, freedom, and financial freedom. We transform entrepreneurs into kingdom leaders with the sole purpose of growing the kingdom and fulfilling God's original purpose. We believe this message tonight will equip you to grow in your faith and your finances while advancing your life and business as you discover your purpose and pursue it with absolute passion. So y'all ready to get everything started here? And I want to make sure to tell you to stick around to the end because we're going to share with you some exclusive access to building a business with biblical principles and some free resources that you can get sent right to your front door and why it will help you grow in your faith and finances, which leads to more fun, more freedom and more fulfillment. We, you know, and I guess in Ecclesiastes, it, 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 there's a scripture that says, you know, we're, we're we're here to enjoy this life. We're here to enjoy it. And that's what you want to do. Of all the toll, of all the work and everything that you do, if you're not enjoying life, you're missing it. And if you're like, who is this chick and why should I be listening to her? Just to share a little bit about myself. I am from Akron, Ohio. I always joke and say I grew up shy sheltered in church basically six days a week. My mom was a minister, dad, a football coach. I left home at 9. Nineteen lived in the D.C., Baltimore, Boston, and Pittsburgh area. We got anybody in those areas say, hey, hey, I'm an author, international coach, and trainer, introvert, y'all, who loves to win. So it doesn't matter if you're shy or if you don't have the college degree. I don't, you know, I get no, well, I got four years of college and didn't graduate from college. You don't need all of that stuff, right? You just need to understand what your purpose is and take action on it. Every single day, not perfect, but an action taker. That's what you have to be. Not perfect, but an action taker. I'm to many licensed financial advisor, and I've made money and lost money in businesses for the last 27 years. I've been a business owner with the exception of one year in 2008 when I tucked my head. It, 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 like I said, what do they say? Your head in between your legs. And I and I went and got a job for about a year and a couple months. That's the only time in 27 years that I worked for someone. And if I know today what I knew, if I knew back then what I knew today, I would have never did that. But it was part of the plans that God had for me because I had to see after being free for 13 years what that was like and know that I was never met to be an employee that I was meant to be in an employer and help grow the kingdom. So I'm glad to be here, y'all. You can pick up a copy of our book, Bible Business Secret, off of Amazon, or you can go to Bible Business Secret.com forward slash book and pick up a digital copy there. And we also have our planner, Believe and Grow Rich, which you can get that on Amazon or go to Believe and Grow Rich.org and get yourself planning. That will definitely help you with your planning. And um, before we dive into our workshop today, I just want to let you know that. Once you see what you see here today, we have ways to help you. So, in our management enterprise system, in so be sure to stick around for that. We also have done for programs or memberships or academies where we will do it for you or we will teach you how to do it. And as I said, we will dive more into that in the end. But now I want to get into God opens doors that no man can shut. So planning out your purpose is your purpose, is what you need. And it says in Proverbs 21, 5, the plans of the diligent surely leads to abundance, but everyone who is hasty only comes to poverty. So in the beginning, we talked about the obituary of John Averageman. And I want you, like, if you haven't taken the time to sit down and write out your obituary, it's been years since I've done that. You need to do that. And you can put an age, like I've always said, I'm going to live to be 105 years old. And I think when I get close to 100, I probably up that. Because you can still, like, if you look at what's happening back then, you, you you, you, your body doesn't have to break down on you because we have, the, you know, we have the power to control that and to to change that, and that's what we're here to do. But let me share his obituary with you. And the reason I'm doing this is because. I want you to look at that and I want you to, where it says John Man, whatever your name is, if it's John Cox, I want you to put the obituary of John Cox, like take away John Averageman and just put your name in there and then act as if this is your life or you can read it and say, well, wait a minute, that is my life. And then make a decision to do something about it. It says to whom it may concern, John Average Man was buried today born 1954 into an average family schooling see average family that's generational generational are you ready to break that generational curse that you have had in your family schooling, attended grade in high school and managed to graduate without distinction, voted most likely to stay average. Can you imagine that being voted most likely to stay average? I mean, my brother was voted most likely to succeed, right? You, you, you want to have that leadership quality and tap into what God put in you and the God within you in order to make your life What he wanted it to be. Mary, 1974 to Mary, mediocre. Can you, anybody, don't don't say nothing because your spouse is probably listening to you right now. So don't call them mediocre. But John Averageman was married to Mary mediocre children, John Averageman Jr. and Mary mediocre average man. Employment 42 years. Y'all get this 42 years of undistinguished service to the mediocre products company. John had several unimportant, unimportant positions and managed to turn out mediocre products, which brought him an average livelihood. Man, and every time I read that, I'll never forget the day that i left home at 19 when my dad said to me you know he said i worked for a company for 40 years and i could have did a lot more in life and if you guys watch and know me you know my dad was my whole life and my everything but i'll never forget the day that he told me do not he said whatever you do Do not give your life to a company for 40 years like I did. He said, figure out a way to own your own business or to get in politics. And I never, and for 10 years, I didn't even like that. That moment came back to me after he passed away when I was 27. But I never even thought about that. But that's the beauty of God. He has a way of planting things in your life along the way, which you think are things that, that are meant to harm you and hurt you, but it's things that meant to help get you to where he needs you to be in order to live out the purpose he has for your life. And that's the important part of that. His biography said, John Averageman never took a chance. How many of you out there are so afraid to take a chance. You're holding on to that job. You're holding on to that money. You're holding on to that city that you live in. You're holding on to that house. You're holding on to that career because you're afraid that what if I leave and it doesn't work off, work out? What if I leave and I don't like it? But what if you do and you do? What if you do start that business and it works out amazing? What if? And if you stay like John Averageman, you will never know. So I'm speaking to you right there. If you've been saying to yourself, I want to do this, but I'm afraid. See, God didn't put in you any timid that like there. This is why I, one of them, you know, there's so many reasons, but one of the reasons like God is not, there's nothing timid about him. There is nothing weak about him. Like that's who you want to hang out with. That's who you want to be around, people who are full of life, people who are encouragers uplifters, always upbeat, excited, like those are the kind of people that you want to be around. And those are the people that you know have the God within them because nothing can steal their joy or their peace because of the God within them. But that was his his biography. And it, it went on to say he never became involved with anything or anyone. See, a lot of you aren't becoming involved with anything or anyone. You're not joining any trainees. You're not going to any seminars. You're not going to see different people. You, Some of you don't even get off the block that you grew up in or the side of town that you grew up in. You haven't even been out of there But something in you was telling you to get out. So if I'm talking to you, I want you to get out. Put a hashtag, get out. It's time to get out. See, his favorite book that he never opened was Non-Involvement. And that's what happens, especially now with social media. All we do is get on there on social media, and that becomes your life. You start living life vicariously through other people instead of going out there and creating your own life. I just got off the phone with my mom. And she was talking about, and my mom is 80, 88 years old. And she was talking about all the promises that God has. And she was like, you know what? I'm tired of the devil. He, he ain't nobody got time. This is my mother talking y'all. Ain't nobody got time for this. I'm going to get the promises that God given. I'm not going to be living. Like at 89, she still has that fire in her to become all she was born to be. And I'm telling you, it's just fires me up to hear her excited about continuously living and getting better. And at 89, some of y'all are 28, 38, 48, and you're whining and complaining that your life is over. And here's a lady who's 89 saying, I'm going for it some more. I'm going to make some more things happen. I'm going to be better at this. That's how you got to live your life if you want to be especially a kingdom entrepreneur. You have to be ready with that zeal and that zest to make everything better see his achievement was the story of playing it safe how many of y'all out there playing it safe are you playing it safe are you always looking for the safe road do you stay in a safe job do you stay with the safe benefits oh y'all should need that job because they got good what benefits or you should go to college because you will be guaranteed to what always be working for someone else right like all of these things that people feed your head with no you were born to lead. You were born to employ. You were born to make a difference. Like if this is your purpose and you're watching this show, we're about kingdom entrepreneurship. That's what this is about. This is, you know, I always tell everybody this is not something I decided I want to do. This is something that God kept speaking to me about and I finally was like, okay, 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 I'll do it. And like literally that's exactly how I said it because it kept going in my head and I couldn't get the thought out and you got to know how to have discernment sir When things are going through your head and you got to know when to say surrender, like, okay, yes, what do you need me to do? And I promise you, ever since I made that decision, everything hasn't been you know hunky-dory all the time and that's okay. Because see, here's how you got to look at that. When things aren't going the way you want them to go, you always say, okay, God, I know you have a plan for me. I know that you have a vision for what my life is going to be and my purpose. What is it that you need me to learn? Why do I need to go through this And what do I need to learn so I could become who you want me to become? Because that's the whole key. Becoming who God wants you to become so that you can live out his purpose and do what he wants you to do. Achievements. They said he played the same. We just said that he lived 65 years. Okay. 65. Without goals, without plans, without desires, without confidence, or without determination? Are you living without goals, without plans, without desire, without confidence, without determination? If you are, it's time to call an audible and change the play. It's time to do something different. It's time to become who you were created to become. See, life is designed for a successful life. Like, God didn't make us like, oh, okay, let me just make this world of a bunch of failures. Absolutely not. Who would do that? When you have your kids, do you say, oh, yeah, so I'm going to have children. As soon as they come out and they're ah, hey, crying, you're like, oh, baby, baby, you're going to be a failure. Like, oh, why did I even have it? You're going to be a failure. You're going to fail at everything. You suck. You don't even burp right, cry Right. Know who would do that to their kids, right? No one. So that's not, that wasn't God's plan for us. He, we, we were designed for success. You were born for a purpose and with a calling or a gift. And see you not your mama, not your daddy, not your husband, not your wife, not your brother, not your sister, not your partner, not your co-worker, not your neighbor, not your friend, but you must make a conscious decision to actually sit down and plan if you're going to fulfill your purpose. I must say that one more time for the people in the back. You must make a conscious decision to actually sit down and plan if you're going to fulfill your purpose. To guarantee that no person, nor nor anybody, not even you, will give away the key, okay? You see that key there? Will give away the key to the door, to your future, to your purpose, to your promises, that no man can shed or no man can open It's up to you to make that decision and you do it with proper planning and what does proper planning start with you got to understand what your vision and your mission and your goals are and, and, and so i i want to share with you when you're thinking about vision mission mission goals even myself i used to get all of those words confused up so let's make it crystal clear take a screenshot of this Pause it if you're catching it on the replay. Take a pencil and write this down. Put it up on some note cards. And I want you to understand every single day the difference between your vision, your mission and your goals. Your your vision states what your kingdom business aspires to become in the future. So, for example, one of our visions that we have for Bible Business Academy, just one of our businesses that I'll talk to you about, our goal is to open up physical locations around the world into. where it's a place where people will come and they will have a school where they're going to learn about building a business the kingdom way and building themselves. And and we'll we'll teach about faith and finances and business and all of that stuff. And and outside of those buildings, we're going to have like that New York ticker sign that goes around that just flashes like what the stock market is if you're in New York. So it'll flash that, it'll flash scriptures, it'll have all of that stuff, but what will come, out of that is thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs who will be making a seven figure plus income where they're taking their resources and putting it back into the kingdom and growing it. So that means that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, people get up and all pastors do is beg for money and blah, blah, blah. You know, you get all of that stuff, but guess what? If you as an entrepreneur decide to build what you're building for the kingdom for god and you're making a million and you give that church that you're going to a hundred thousand dollars how would that make you feel could you feel good about that right and how do you think that church and that pastor would feel if you're giving them a hundred thousand dollars every single year and more in order to to take care of, of the expenses of the church right You would feel good about that. They would feel good about that. The congregation would feel good about that and say that's what a kingdom business leaders do. They make decisions like that that changes the world. And that's part of one of our vision for this particular company. Now, we have other companies, but I'm just trying to get you to see what is your vision what does that look like and then we're going to open up schools all around in every 50 states and then we're going to open them up in at least 12 other countries and we're going to help people who are less fortunate or maybe can't afford to pay for schooling and training and all of that we're going to equip them we're also going to have little kitty academies where we're equipping the babies and training them up as they should go and understand entrepreneurship, understand kingdom rules, understand all of that. And see, that's how you make a change. You change lives. When you change people, change people, change people, right? And that's the whole key. That's our vision. That's the big vision of I could just see that around. And I'm constantly seeing that, you know, the the stages of people talking about how their life were changed and how their lives were impacted. What is it for you? What is your vision like for your company? Let me know if that makes sense. Drop it in the comments. And you remember, y'all, I can't see your comments now, but I will go back and we can see them then. And then we'll we'll go ahead and comment. It says a mission reflects your kingdom business pass and present by stating why it exists and what role it plays in God's purpose for your life. So uh, again, we we'll go back to Bible Business Academy. Bible Business Academy exists to help help people grow in their faith and finances and to learn how to build a kingdom business. That's why we exist. We exist to change lives. We exist to make a difference. And goals are your kingdom business more specific aim to reach your vision and missions. So part of a goal would be to build a sales team, to be able to talk to people, to have uh, volunteers that could be on the prayer line, to have people who could come in and speak at different events, to have an architect on staff. See, all of those are different goals that we use in order to make that vision come true. So like if I take out, and, and you notice, See, here's the key thing as as I open this up. The wealthy mind talks about ideas. Poor people and rich people talk about money. And that's the difference. God talks about vision. He talks about things and, and, and changes. And it was never... Focus on money, but will you have it all? Yes, but what you talk about grows. Just remember that. And when you chase money and you talk about it, it just don't come to you. So if you look at this vision and mission statement, every month when you have this planner, you'll be able to go in here and write out your vision, write out your goal planner, and then the action steps and the deadlines that you're gonna take, these are your goals that you have for your vision and your mission. And you have to just put those, to, like you got to keep this in front of you at all times so you know exactly what you need to do in order for that vision that you see to, to happen. And when you're writing that vision out, You you need to write it out. You need to draw it out. You need to be able to see it. It Again, we call it that CCMP. It has to be that clear, concise mental picture of exactly what you want in order to make that happen. See, when it comes to vision, God commands us to establish the goals that lead to our vision. It is our job to build the plan. Even Jesus talked about the who of you would say you want to build a tower, but you don't sit down and put a plan in place and you don't count the cost. You're not going to be able to finish it and they're going to laugh at you or ridicule you in some um, versions of it is how it's stated. And he's not. He's talking about money. He's talking about time. He's talking about all the things that you need to do in order to make things happen. But even this is not enough because many people have written out detailed plans and they don't follow through through those plans because guess what y'all they procrastinate they become lazy they let uh, negative Nancy or, or doubting Dan talk them out of it. They let the broke best friends tell them, you shouldn't start that business. That's not going to work for you. Who do you think you are that you can do that? You don't want to be a part of that. And see, that's why you got to have your plan, your vision on paper so that when that comes to you, because trust me, it will come to you from the people that are closest around to you. And let let me just share with you, they're not intentionally for the most part doing it to hurt you or to be negative with you, in their minds, they're doing it to protect you. See, I'm so glad that I had a father who poured into me, who said at such a young age, when I didn't even think about it, figure out a way to never work for anyone, figure out a way to run your own business. And then I can go back to Elementary school, junior high school, little things that he would say. You were born to be a leader. You were born, you don't ever follow the crowd, you don't ever do what everyone else is doing. See, it's little things like that that makes the difference in your life and in the lives of people around you. So whether You're the entrepreneur and you're not hearing that from around you, then get around people who you can hear that from. That's the purpose of our memberships and stuff like that, where you can be around other believers and other entrepreneur believers who understand you. We always say when we go to our events, we're around our people like it's not. It's like just a freedom that you can talk without fear of judgment or ridicule or someone putting your plan down or what you're doing, and that's the exciting part about it. So I want you to cast your vision as large as you can and dream so big that you know that you need help getting this done because ain't no way you may not have no money to get done what you have you may not have no land you may not have no experience and and that's okay because God if he gave you that vision he's gonna provide the provision for you so it's up to you to put that plan in place because you're like praying oh god please help me please help he like help me do help you do what like I you, you, you ain't written nothing down. You ain't put no plan in place. How am I help you do something when you don't even know what that something is you want to do? You don't even know the steps. You haven't even taken any classes. You haven't even read any books, watched any seminars or gone to any seminars, watching it like how he going to help you. And so we got to get out of this habit of religion where you're you're you're, you're doing the act of stuff but you're not seeing the results. And the reason why is because you're just not doing what the word says. You're doing what generations have said and generations have done. But if generations have said and done and they're not getting what you desire, then again, you got to call an audible and change the place. Sometimes you just got to blow that whistle and call a time out, y'all. You have to make that happen. See, the key to fulfilling your vision is to know what that vision is. You must plan your work and then you got to what? Go to work, go to work. You got to close that Facebook app, put that phone on do not disturb or whatever social media you're on watching this from, put that phone on. Do not disturb. You got to pick up books. You got to get into class. You got to take action. You got to dig. It's like if you got a seed and you go buy a, plant, a, a bag of seeds, my family, they're gardeners, right? They're always out there gardening and they love the beauty of the garden. They love they did a whole spread on them in the newspaper because they they like to take the garden and they feed everybody in the neighborhood from that garden, including our family. And that's how we grew up, right? So, but if you went and got those seeds and the packages or the little buds, when my mom and them, they go buy them and, and the package seeds and, you know, they get all excited about that and the plants. And if you don't take that seed, and put it in the ground, in the grass where it's supposed to go, that's the natural law of it, then guess what? I don't care how big your vision is about having that garden or having things grow and having, you know, being able to eat from that. If you don't take them out of that package and plant them in the garden and then work the yard and, and, and make sure you're pruning it and, and doing watering it and doing all the things you need to do, it's not going to grow. It's no different than your vision. If you have a vision and you don't put it on paper and you don't plan it out and you don't take the steps and set goals and have a mission and a team around you to rally, to get that done, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Is that making sense to you? Let me know. Let me know what you're feeling on that. See, faith is the key to planting. Even when you're planting those seeds in that garden, you plant the seeds just like without even thinking about it because you have faith that if I put them in the in the in the dirt, if I put them in the dirt and I water it and I pull up the weeds and I do what I need to do, I clip them and trim them and all the stuff that needs to be done, they're going to grow, right? So that's faith because you have the picture of how they're going to look or you saw them somewhere or when you go in and you're looking at the package or you see them online or on tv or wherever you're watching you're like oh that's beautiful i want that right so faith is the key to planning. Same thing if you you know, have a baby, you know what you need to do to have one, right? And then when you go through the nine months of eating the right thing, taking the right stuff and all of that, because you have faith that you're gonna birth a healthy baby. But after nine days or nine hours, you'll start a business and you quit it. Can you imagine that? You, you go to plant a garden and it don't rain that day. And you're like, forget it. That garden will never grow. Let them seeds die off. I'm not going to water them. I'm not going to go get my water holes out and water them and, and prune around them. Pull, pull the plants up in the season, in uh, and all the debris and all of that. Then, of course, nothing is going to grow. Right. Is that mean, like so faith is the key to planning. Hebrews 11, one says now faith is assurance. The title deed. So when, like, you, I have a house. I always tell people, like, when you have a house, take your title deed and make sure that you decide who you're going to leave it to. And you got to have a survivorship down there, right? So what's on your title deed? What's the confirmation that what you hope for, that assurance of what you hope for is going to happen? What is your divinely guarantee? Like, what is that? That's where the word is. That's that's what God's word is, and what He says that will happen in the examples that He has left us. It says in the evidence of things not seen. So, the buildings that I'm talking to you about, I haven't seen them. But guess what? Over the 27 years, there's been buildings that I didn't that that I I saw. I, you know, I as we say, I I saw them, and then I seized them, and they weren't even. There was no thought of me ever having that type of business or having or being in that building or getting in that house. But I it was a dream. It was a burning desire. That's something else that you have to have in you. You got to have that burning desire to have your vision come true. It says in the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So you can't see it, hear it, smell it, touch it. None of that stuff, that's your physical senses and you don't have to. But if you know that within your heart and your soul and everything that's within you, that that dream that God planted in you can happen and it can come true and you have it written down with your CCM, your clear, concise mental picture, and you have a plan in place to execute it. You break it down into little pieces. You get a team in place to make that happen. And then repetition. You just over and over and over and over again, live that dream, see that dream. You wake up to that dream. You look at it. You draw pictures of what you want it to look like. You create See, we are creators. The God within us wants you to create that idea. And it's just like an architect. You need an architect to come out and design that building for you before it actually becomes the building. So you have to architect your business that's the whole key. Your kingdom business must be designed and you are the award-winning designer to make that happen. See, this is how faith is connected to planning. And as you can see, all of this is going right around here, is going in a circle. So it starts right here. It says faith. Faith is the ability to see the unseen in detail and give it substance. So you got that dream, you got that vision and you begin like, you, you you can see the details, you can see the colors, you can see everything like your eyes open or your eyes closed you just, you're in this world of what you're living in and what you want to create and what you want to happen, so if I'm talking to you and you haven't been able to share this with anyone else and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me, I get what you're saying that's what it looks like that's what that idea that idea that we're talking about that people create when when these iPhones right here were created, when all of these things were created, it's that idea that's birthed in you. And it's up to you to take that idea, that unseen, that the physical eye can't see and give it detail and give it substance. And then the only way, going down here, the only way to give unseen things substance is to write them down or draw them out. So, once you have that idea, if you don't write it down immediately or you don't draw it out, you're going to forget it. So, here's a little hack. This is something I do, I think you guys can learn from. Because everybody, like, we all know that we all keep our cell phones with us at all times, right? So, if I have an idea, whether I'm driving or whether I'm waking up or sleeping or whatever, I just like hit the button, I talk to Siri, and I text myself a message. So, you can text yourself a message. You can can text it on notes and then you can go back and clean it up later. But as soon as that ideal is birthed, in your soul and you hear it and is there you gotta write it down you gotta put it somewhere and i keep notepads with me at all times i never leave the house without a notepad they're always around a pen and a pad so i can write things down so i'm either texting it to myself or writing it down and i want you to do that because you might have thousands of ideas doesn't mean that you need to work them all i was just speaking with someone yesterday and they're like, I had hundreds and hundreds of ideas. Guess what? That means you're you're an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs have hundreds and hundreds idea. So now that's where the planning comes in place. That's where it comes in place. You got to take those ideas and then you got to decide which one you're going to start with so you can learn the system because everything is predictable. It doesn't matter. It's like if you think of McDonald's and you think of how they created the, the, the highest sold burgers that anybody at home can make a better burger than they did. How did they do that? Because they sat down and they put a plan in place and they had a distribution system that allowed them to turn out exactly what their consumers were looking for, right? That's what you got to do with your business. So once you adapt That system, you understand marketing, you understand advertising, you understand business, you understand negotiation, you understand sales and closing and all of that stuff, which we teach in all of our academies, then that's something once you get the basics, all you're then doing is adding different. Products, different ideas, different things inside it. So you have to get the systems down first. And that's why God is God of orderly, right? He's a God of orderly things. So everything is always having an order. And so once you do that and you write them down, when you do, you give them substance. It becomes real. It becomes real, even if you've never created it yet, even if you don't have a mock up of it, even if you had it tested it, it just becomes real. And you know, it's real. Nobody else can tell you that nobody else can tell you what is not, but you know what it is because you've seen it before you seize it. Right. And that's what you have to do. And then you go up here, the ability to document the future in faith is action. And that's what like document, you got to write it out, write it out. Like what it like, think about this. When God came down and he gave the, the, the Ten Commandments, did he tell them to memorize them? Did he just say, hey, yo, I'm gonna give y'all Ten Commandments and just memorize them, you'll, you, 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 you'll remember them? No, He's, they, they, they got written out so that people could see them and so that they wouldn't forget them. Then he left us the Bible, like that was his plan for our lives, he like left us stuff here in order for us to be able to use and have a plan in place. So you got to understand that planning, writing, you know, people are like, well, I'll just type it in. No, write it because you're activating all of your senses. Is something about writing, reading, seeing, hearing, saying. You got to do that in this repetition. Harvard did a study. They said if you see, if you say, see, hear, and write and do something six times, you'll get 62% retention. And so when I learned that, and I learned that when I was getting my securities license, I was like, okay, well, if if they say get 62 in my mind, instead of six, I did everything 12. So you double up, right? It's just like, you know, when my dad was doing coaching, they had two a days, you have training camps, The, the winner's the real winners and in, in the top key players, they show up at four o'clock when no one's there. They stay late when everyone else is going home. So what are you doing? What are you doing when it comes to planning and to putting in that extra time in order to have that vision become a reality in order to receive the promises that God has promised you? It says to capture that which exists in your mind and cannot be seen is planning the key to success is planning. Okay. The key to success is planning. You must plan. Plan. See, we say most people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Don't be the one who failed to plan. So in the comments, let me see those planners out there. Put, I am a planner. I will plan. Hashtag planner. Let's put that in the hashtag. See, faith, absolutely demands a plan. God is a God of faith. Faith is belief in God's promise. And he even says it without faith is impossible to please him. Faith is the conviction about the future. You know that you know that you know what you want will show up It like nothing or no one. This is how you don't get persuaded and pulled here. And like, if you're that person who Every week or every day when something new comes up on Facebook or somebody comes to you or whatever social media channel channel that you're looking at here or something else comes up to you and you're like, oh, maybe I should try that. Oh, maybe I should try it. Oh, then that means you don't have a clear vision. Cause when you have a vision, you are laser beam focused on that. Like Paul said, you don't look to the left, you don't look to the right, you stay straight ahead, and you stay focused on the prize. Cause you know you have to get it done. Now we're in part two of this, so make sure you go back and catch part one, and you can see that on YouTube while you're over there. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe button, cause faith is being certain of what we do not physically see. You don't have to see it in order to believe it. You got those seeds, you don't see, you could see the flowers in your mind, but you don't have to physically see the flowers before, before they became seeds, right? You see the seeds and you know that they're gonna become flowers. You see the trees and they know that they're gonna grow fish They're in the water. They know they're going to swim. So like those are natural things that God put around us to let us see that this is the way things are supposed to be. And this is why faith demands a plan. Faith absolutely demands a plan. See, if you create a kingdom citizens lifestyle, a kingdom citizens lifestyle business, and you want that, you got to do that by planning. You might be like, well, what is a kingdom citizen lifestyle? That is the lifestyle that we're all after to live out every promise that God promised for us. Everything he said we can have while we're here on earth, we're going for it, right? You got to be a part of that tribe, a part of that group who is determined to get everything that we were promised we were going to get, right? So you're not serious about a creating a kingdom citizen lifestyle or kingdom business until you have a plan in place. You can't tell me you're serious about it and you don't have a plan in place. You can't tell me you want to go drive that car that's sitting there on ea and you don't want to put gas in there. If, if you don't go put gas in a brand, you can have a brand new Bugatti. Uh, 2022, as you're watching this, but it just happened to have zero gas in it. If you don't go put gas in it or it may be electric or plug it up and charge it, it ain't moving. So your vision is not to go on there. Like, So you got to have a plan in place. I hope I'm getting this to you in order to make that happen. See, but here's the challenge, y'all. Most people are lazy and most people are drifters. And I'm speaking of entrepreneurs and especially people who are like religious it being right like they sit around and they think that god is supposed to just be like this genie and going to hand you everything or oh lord let me pray and, and then you're bringing in then, then he's like why god why isn't this happening for me because you ain't doing nothing right faith without works is dead i'll show you show me I, you show me i'll show you my faith by my works right if you can't show somebody your faith by your whining right or you're murmuring or you're complaining that like that's sinful you don't do that and so many people who call themselves christians that's what you do stop complaining stop whining stop putting your negativity out in the world stop spreading that stuff stop putting that in your life if you want to have a great lifestyle if you want to have a great kingdom business all of that stuff has to cease and desist from this point forward. And you, like, you just got to learn to play word games with yourself to make yourself not like put put a you know how like some people used to have those cuss jars. You should put a negativity jar. Every time you say something negative, you got to put money in the jar, and then you got to give the money away. At like, get just get to a point where they can't create a word game to get you to say something negative or against what God says out of your mouth. See, most people will spend absolutely more time planning a vacation, planning a date, planning a getaway, planning what they want for their house, uh, where they want to live at, where they want to move. They'll spend more time scrolling through, looking at pictures, planning things, writing things out, saving stuff on stuff, than they will on becoming a kingdom citizen, than they will on building a kingdom business. Like, come on, y'all, we got to get this right. You you have to change what you do on a day-to-day basis. So if you don't plan out what you should be, do, or have, you will get what anyone want to give you, do to you, or feel that you should have. That's not who we are. God gave us dominion over everything except for humans, right? So, with that dominion, those are resources, free resources to use, and they're all based on ideas. And then you got to take those ideas and you got to put them on paper and you got to put a plan in place. And then you got to create a vision and a mission and goals in order to make that happen. Am I making sense to you? Let me know in the comments, are you getting this? Because planning is the highest expression of faith in God. God does not plan for you. He Like Jesus said, who of you, would say you want to build a tower and you don't put a plan in play. He didn't say, Hey, you, who are you that God won't put a plan in place for? Right? No, God has a plan for you. Yes, He does. He, he tells us, I have a plan, a plan to prosper you, a, a plan for you to have a great life, a plan for you to have a future, a plan for you to have a hope. But He doesn't plan it for you. That's your job. That is your. That would be no different than your kids, right? And for example, you might have cooked a whole good meal for them, but you're not gonna sit there and they're 16 years old and take the fork and like feed them, right? You hungry? Pick up that fork and you're going to eat, right? So. Your parents, you, as a parent, you prepared the meal for them. Now the kids gotta just sit down at the table and eat the dinner. God said, I planned this entire world for you. Are you going to do what you need to do in order to get what I said you can get? Are you you getting me? You know, like y'all gotta get this, right? If God tells you to do something, if you don't document and plan it to do it and you don't believe it, that means that when that dream comes in, you, you discount it because of what's in your bank account. You discount it because what's in your experience. You discount it because of the people that are around you. And I keep saying this over and over again because I want you to change things in your life that are not taking you to the life that you desire. If you believe something, then you must plan for it if you want it to make it happen. See, planning is the act of capturing God's purpose for your life. It's that action of you like, you got to act, you got to take action. And like, how exciting is this? Is you know that you're walking and you're living in God's purpose for your life. Planning gives definition to faith. Planning pulls the promise out of eternity, out of of the unseen, out of the unknown, and it puts it into time, into today's time, in today's world. When you write it on paper, and you see it already happening before it even happens that's faith that's what that's how you exercise faith god believes you believe when it's on paper he believes you believe when cuz he already knows what you're thinking right he says i know what you need before you even ask for it but if you have never even asked for it or written it out or have a plan in place to get it like, I don't know what you want, medicine angels. Go out there and help them. Help them do what? They haven't said what they wanted help to do. So I can't help people who don't tell me what they want to do. See, people believe you when it's on paper. People believe you when it's talk about it. When you talk about it, everything that was in your heart, okay? everything that was in your heart. You can, let it now be in the mouths and the minds of the consumers out there. If you have a dream idea, you have a dream business, don't keep that to yourself. Get on lives like I'm doing here. Write blogs, put it on podcasts, send it out in emails talk to people about it, get in messenger, you know, have conversations, do direct mail, like get your message out to the world. Just like when Jesus sent all the disciples out, he had a plan. He told them exactly where to go, who your target market was going to be, who you were going to go out and see, what you were going to say to them. And if what even to take with you, what not to take with you. And when they said no to you, what you should do. See, all of that is preparation. All of that is training. All of that is practice. All of that is role play. And these are the things that we're talking about when it comes to building the business that people don't think. They just see the building, but they don't see all the planning and, the, and everything that goes along with it. And that's why God is always putting someone in your life to help. To help guide you and to give you that wisdom to get you to where you wanna go and be if you've never been there before. When Mary had that baby, right? When she when, when he God told her you were going to to, to birth the son and you're a virgin, and you're gonna birth it, she's like, and, and so be it into me, right? She didn't like, well, why me? Like. This is who I am. I've never done. She's like, so be it unto me. Like, that's how you got. Okay, God, you gave me this. All right, let's do this. Like, that's how that should be your attitude. Like, let's do this. Like, you should be excited and grateful. Like, you think this much of me that you're going to let me build something like this? Like, this big? Like, you got to get excited about that. And can't nobody take that away from you. That's why you need to give definition to faith by planning. Planning also documents your vision. Don't be impressed by how great your vision is if you don't have it written. If you don't have a vision and it's not written down, it's not a plan in place, then it's nothing. It's like you go to the bank and you would say, okay, hey, I want a business loan, right? And they were like, okay, let me see your business plan. You're like, "Mm, I don't have one. Well, I don't have no money to give you, right? You see what I'm saying? Like you you, you can't even go to the bank and ask for a loan with, without a written business plan. And people want to build this great, fantastic business, but they don't have a business plan. Like. In, in that business plan is not just about the money that you're gonna make. It's about your marketing plan. Like, what's your ascension? What's your upsell? What's your downsell? How many clicks do you need? Uh, how you, how many people how many people do you have to see in order to set appointments? How many appointments do you have to have in order to get um, sales closed? Based on that, what what's your what's your plan? to to service the people to give them what you said that you were going to give them what's your plan for when people are 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 not happy with your service what's your plan for getting referrals what's your plan for getting getting um um recommendations like all of that stuff. There's a whole list of things that you need to do in order to run a successful vision. Business. It says without a plan, life has no definition. See, this is why you'll get pulled over here or over here, or you'll stop doing what you're doing and you'll binge out on a weekend on Netflix, or you're, you'll you'll do things like that when you don't have a vision. See, because you can't sit and do idle things or, 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 or mindless things when you have a vision of where you're going. I, I'm i in the um, D.C. area uh, with my nieces and stuff now, helping them out down here uh, for a time and loving them. I may not have, go back to Akron, right? But I they were sitting there watching some movie and I started watching and then I had to catch myself. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, because see, when you're used to being by yourself, you can do the things that you want to do and and you can make things happen. I was like, oh, no, 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 I got to stay focused on my vision. So immediately I thought, okay, I need my earplugs so I can keep listening to and training my mind. I'm downstairs in, 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 in the the office rooms where I can just stay focused and do what I need to do, but I'm still close enough where I can go be there when they need me. See, you have to catch every dream And that dream stealer comes in ways that you may not imagine. It could be a post on social media that you end up spending hours reading every comment. How do I know? Because I you have to catch yourself. This is why you want to turn off every notification. You make the decision to go read a post, to go read your email, to, to answer a call. And how you make that decision is because you, you have a time. You know exactly when you're going to do what you're going to do and you stick with that plan and you don't let anything or anything call you out. Because see, if you're if you're in the middle of, of your vision and you're working one of your goals to get that accomplished and and, and uh, your social media dings and you go look at it and it's on maybe Instagram and you start reading through it before you know what hours can go by and you're still there scrolling. So what you're technically saying is that what they're saying and what they're doing and what they're posting about is more important than that vision that got Maybe. If you've been doing that and you haven't been able to get things done, that because that vision is not in your heart yet, and you may not even know how to get it there. That's that's one of the things that I'm gonna share with you in the end. You can book a call with us and we can help you in those strategy sessions. And I promise you, even if you don't do anything with us, we're gonna send you off with some tangible things that you can take action on right away to make that happen. See, without a vision, the people perish, without a plan, life has no meaning. Without a vision, there is no self control. See that self control of saying no to scrolling of saying no to hanging out and doing things that are taking you away from what you were called here to do. You don't have that self-control without that vision. Cause if that vision is so crystal clear, it's your clear, concise mental picture of exactly what your kingdom calling is and your kingdom business is and your kingdom lifestyle kingdom lifestyle is as a citizen of the kingdom, you Like nothing will stop you from doing it. we were taught, I was just talking to my mom and I was telling her, you know, when I was young, I used to remember the beliefs that she had and her family would come against her and saying, oh, you know, that church is telling, and she used to tell them, um, I don't care what you say. If it's something I believe, I'm going to do it, regardless of whether you like it or not. And I love my dad because he always stood with her. If he didn't believe something, he would go check it out and then he would come back and there was always unity. It was always one one structure, one set of rules in the house, right? One set of rules in the business. So that goes for your business life, that goes for your lifestyle life. If you're if you're married, you all got to be as one when it comes to setting these goals and building this business. Everybody got to have their part. That's that's part of planning. And that's part of what we help people with. And you know, if you're married, you got those partnerships, we're going to sit down with you and your spouse and we're going to put a plan in place and everybody have your roles. Maybe your spouse is not active in business with you, but guess what? They have an active role in your lifestyle so that you can have very few worries, no worries, because they're taking care of things on the home front, because everything is done for the kingdom and for them, right? So that has to like... All of that has to be in alignment in order for you to get the goals that you have. See, without goals, there is no control. A plan is a captured vision. That's what a plan is because where there is no vision, the people what? Let me know in the comments. What do people do? They perish. When there is no vision, the people perish. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, In the amplified version where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. And if you're unrestrained and your mind is unrestrained and everything is always wondering, there is nothing that's going to get done right? You're going to be up one day, down one day. It's not even a day, it's one minute. In 30 seconds, you're this way. Next 30 seconds, you're this way and you're doing this, you're doing that. You're running to this business, you're running this, you're always chasing something. If you're doing that, just stop, cease, time out, blow the whistle. Call an audible, change to play, sit down, put together a plan of your vision. And it doesn't have to be that perfect vision, because as you keep going, it's going to get crystal clear. The more you do it, the more you're around people, the more wisdom that you have, the more, you know, God said, if I could trust you with a little, I can trust you with a lot. So when he gives you that, that vision and it may seem small, just show up. Be the best act as if you're going for the goal for the prize. He says, you know, all of them run, all the runners run a race, but only one of them win the prize. Is that going to be you? Are you going to be the one to win the prize? See, Faith is an essential element in planning. Understanding that faith is expressed in planning, therefore planning is faith. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. And it gives us so many examples in the book of Hebrew that I'm going to share with you. And the reason why many plans don't come to pass is that many people do not follow through on the work required. It's like, you know, when you go to the gym, I've been guilty of that myself. You start out, you're so excited, but a week into it or a few days into it, you're eating pizza, you're not working out, you're not doing it. So like, what difference does that make, right? If you're not have a plan in place, it's not going to work out. In essence, planning without work is Failure and a waste of time. So let's take a look at faith in action in Hebrews 11. I love this. It says now faith is, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, right? That's that's his plan. His command was his plan so that what is what so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So it wasn't visible, he didn't see it, just like you don't see your idea, but because of that command it was formed because of that command and you're writing yours down. It becomes formed by faith. Abel brought God a better offer than Cain. By faith, he was commanded as righteousness. When we talked last week, we said the number one thing you have to do is seek God first and his righteousness and all things will be added into you. So everything you want, everything you desire, just like follow those two. start with those two seek him with everything you have and in, in, in his righteousness and everything you desire. That's how he designed us. That's what we talked about in the beginning. We were designed for success when God spoke well of his own offering him by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead by faith. Enoch was taken from this life. So he did not have to experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away for before he was taken. He was commended as one who pleased God. Like, what are you commended at? What are we commended at as one? When you please God, he will do whatever you're heart desires. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So if you have doubt and you don't believe and in your 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 lack of belief is showing by you not planning, by you not doing the things that you need to do. And we're not talking about for your soul your salvation. He already said that is by grace that he gives you to that he gives that to you and so many people get that gets that message confused with you getting up and making something happen. You getting up and making up your bed, right? You getting up and cleaning up your house. Like by faith, you can't be like hmm, magic genie. You just get my house clean. Now by faith, you can make enough to, to employ someone and help their business by having someone to come and clean it and do it for you. There's a difference. In that it says by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen and in holy fear, build an ark to save his family. So can you imagine the ridicule that he went through? that some of you are going through as you're building your business who do they think they are that they can build that business they don't have no experience and that ain't nobody in our family ever did that before ain't nobody who looked like you ever made this happen it doesn't matter whether you're white black brown blue purple green it doesn't matter It's by faith by planning by belief All of that gets you what you desire. By his faith, he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness that is keeping with faith. Like, what are you going to be remembered for? What are you going to be remembered for? By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went? Are you obeying that voice that comes in you and tell you about that idea that tells you about the business? Are you obeying what is in God's word? You want to build a business that changes the world? Are you doing that? Like this is all by faith. Even though he didn't know where he was going, he went and did it. Even though you may not know what it looks like, even though you were born in that town and something is telling you to leave that town, go leave that your parents, leave your brothers and sisters and go do this where I'm sending you to go do that. It's all by faith that you're doing this. Uh, For he was looking forward to the city with foundations who architect and builder is God. The architect and builder is God of any vision that he gives you. Whatever he gives you to do, he is the architect and he's the builder. He said, "You may make plans, but I'm going to direct your steps and everything you do." Right? Man's pl- may make plans, and he in Deuteronomy eight eighteen he said, it "Is I who give you the power to create." Well, you got to remember that he's the architect of everything. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who made the promise. So when you, you're nine years old and you well past the childbearing age, remember she laughed and was like, oh, no, no, I'm not laughing. Some of y'all may have laughed at your dreams. Some of you may have laughed at the ideas that have been implanted in you, but are you going to have faith and bring them about, right? And so from this one man, and and he as good as dead, came descendants and numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sands of the seashore. I mean, like, stars in the sky and sand in the seashore that's like how big that vision became in the 90s when they're 90s years old that's why i love talking to my mom at 88 when she was like, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep making things happen. This says all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things that they promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. So sometimes you can give it everything you got. You can have all the faith and you Still don't see the promises. I promise you. When I was writing this, I was like, God, I want to see every promise that you promised and make everything happen that you you said could happen. And the only way you can do that is do what he said do. And, and, and you got to be so laser focus on pleasing him and seeking him and doing the things that he said that nothing can sway you any other way. It says, and welcome from a distance, admitting that we're foreigners and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. And this is why we always say kingdom citizens. If they had been thinking of a country they had left, they would have the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Are you longing to become who he called you to become? Are you longing to do what he called? to do and to live out your purpose. That's something that has to be within you and that you think on it and you focus on it and you breathe it and you live it and you are it. You hear that of athletes, of people who accomplish great things. What about you? It is no different from that person who want to start that t-shirt business Or that person who wants to be a coach, or that person who wants to do whatever type of business. Maybe you want to help people um, who've been through divorces. Maybe you want to help people lose weight. Maybe you want to help people learn how to read. Maybe you want to help kids. Maybe you want to help the elderly. Whatever. He planted in you. You can do, but you need to put faith into action. So you want to be like God? God is a planner. Y'all know that. Put hashtag planner in the comments. There. God is the greatest example of a planner of faith. Planning and working for God is natural. That's what he does. Like you just go in Genesis, how did it start out? God saw and there was. God said and then there was. Like God said and then this is what. Like he's been doing that from day one of us. Knowing what's going on, it says in Ephesians, God conceived the plan of redemption in Ephesians 1, 4. It says, just as in his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart from him purpose-driven. Are you purpose-driven? Are you purpose-driven and blameless in his sight, in love? Like God was a planner. So should you. Right? It, it, like I want you to g- get that down in your soul. He documented his plan. He documented his vision. He wrote it in the Bible. He worked out his plan. He is still working out his plan. See, some of y'all put a plan in place and then don't go the way you wanted to go. 24 hours later, you're on to something else versus sitting and counseling with someone. That's why he said seat wise counsel, right? Instead of sitting and counsel with someone who's at where you want to go and say, okay, I have this plan. I want to do this. And and it's not working. Like some of of you leave your plan way too soon before it's there. And, And it's, you know i'm going to talk about that in a second but you quit way too soon when you're so close it just need a few tweaking it's just like if you're trying to start a car and the car is not start you like you so you check the battery you check the alternator you make sure you got gas in there like there's different things what if you just you you go to turn the car and it won't start and you're like that's it uh, I'm never going to drive this car. This car will never work and I'll never get. And you don't check anything. You just begin to plain, complain and murmur. That's like saying you want to build a business and something is not going the way you want, but you don't go through the inspections of it. You Even when they're putting out products, they have inspections of everything that need to go through through the assembly line. See, that's planning, right? And they test and they test and they test. Are you testing and testing? That's one of the things you do in business is you test You never just take one idea and say it. You constantly, you're constantly reworking, reworking. And there's a scripture that talks about that. You got to constantly be reworked and tested to make sure that your quality service, that your quality as a person for what your purpose is, that you can get it done. He is still working out his plan. He even sent his son, Jesus Christ, and the coming was pronounced and announced for 5,000 years but you tell your mother, brother, sister, cousin that you want to do this business, you want this to happen, then they talk about you and you quit. 5,000 years, are you kidding me? And you're quitting after five minutes or five no's or five weeks or even five years. You gotta learn to stay excited long enough in order for that vision to come to fruition. When you do that, life will begin to change. See, it's important to note that. God purpose created his plans and his plans produced his works and he worked his plan and his purpose was fulfilled. Are your pur- Is your purpose going to be fulfilled? The purpose that God has for your life is your gift that he gave you or the skill that you learn. Are you going to be able to use that because you, you put in the work and you put in the plan and, and then it was filled. You had an idea and you did all the steps to make it happen. See what to do do when your plans fail and they don't work out is something that is still a plan. You have to plan what to do. Like one of the things we used to always say when things don't work out or even before you like part of the planning sessions to say, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What is the worst case scenario? And then once you know what the worst case scenario is, then you put a plan in place to say what you're going to do if it doesn't work out, right? So you even plan what happens when you fail. See if your plans fail, realize and recognize what God did when his plans failed. You do just what he did. He made new plans. It's just that simple. And you're like, wait a minute. I made new plans. Yes, he made new plans. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. And side note, y'all, you can't, you can, you cannot change your plans if you don't have any. So in order to change them plans, you got to have some, but if you don't have a plan, you can't change the plan. So get a plan, right? God will never change his purpose though. I want to be crystal clear on that. He will never change his purpose. He will never change his word. he what the end goal is and what the beginning goal was in his original plan. He will never change that, but how to get there. Yep. Let's take a look at this. The Potter and the clay and Jeremiah 18 prime example of it. It says the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord arise and go down to the potter house and there I will make you hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and saw that he was working at the wheel, but the vessel that he was making from clay was spoiled by the potter's hand. So he made it over, reworking it and making it into another pot that seemed good to him. He made it over, he reworked it, right? So you just got to rework it. If your business isn't working right, just rework it, sit down and put additionally, that's testing. You got to test stuff. see what's working out there it 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 goes on then the uh the the the, then the word of the lord came to me oh house of israel can i do can i not do With you as the potter does, says the Lord, look carefully as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment, I might suddenly speak concerning a nation or kingdom that I will uproot and break down and destroy. And that nation against which I've spoken turns from its evil. I will uh, relent and reverse my decision. That's changing your plans. He said, I will reverse my decision. That's changing your plan concerning the devastation that I intended to do. So if God can reverse a decision, you can reverse one, right? If he can change the plan, you can change one. He said, or at another time, I might suddenly speak about a nation or kingdom that I will build up or establish. Is he trying to build up or establish a nation or kingdom in you? And you're not living, he says, suddenly, I may speak to you in, in your dream and your vision and you hear it in your thoughts. And if, if they do evil in my sight by not obeying my voice, then I will reverse my decision concerning the good with which I promise to bless them. So we just saw chapter of faith, how. Some of them didn't get to the promised land because they didn't do what he told them to do. Now then, he said to the men of Judah and to the citizens of, of Jerusalem, thus said the Lord, behold, I am shaping a disaster and working out a plan against you. Turn back each of you from your evil ways. Correct your habits. See, working out a plan against you, correct your habits. If things are your business is going the way you wanted to go. Your life isn't going the way you wanted to go. Correct your habits. What are your daily habits? What are you do- doing? What are your goals? That's your habits in your day to day basis. And what are you doing? And change your actions for the better. Like it is that simple. Correct your habits and change your actions for your better. But instead of doing that, you want to complain and whine and say life is not fair. Everybody's against me, and you know the vendors won't give me discounts. They won't give me credit. I can't get the building. I can't like stop it. <laughs> you gotta stop all of that stuff. Correct your habits. Complaining is a habit. Being negative is a habit. Quitting. Is a habit if you quit at well, how you do anything is how you do everything. So correct your habits and change your actions for the better. But hey, see, the, the, here's what most people say, I right? And not y'all, this ain't my words, y'all seeing it, Jeremiah 18. Don't take my word for it, this is an amplified version. Go read it for yourself, right? It says, but they will say this is hopeless. How many of you have said this is hopeless? I can't build my business. I don't have the money. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the time. I don't have I that that stop it. Enough. No more. No more. No more. They said this is hopeless for we're going to follow our own plans, right? <laughs> See that 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 to me is funny. Okay. Go do it your way. Right? Go do it your way. We'll be over here. That's what guys said. Like, I, I'll be over here after you go do it your way. He said they will follow we will follow for we are going to follow our plans and each of us will act in accordance with the stubbornness of his evil heart. See, like guys, I hope you're hearing this and I hope you're getting this. The moment you step out of the will of God, the moment you step out out of the instructions and, and trust me in 27 years, I've been so guilty of this myself. And it took me two decades to realize that I don't know it all, right? That like, that's the whole key that you have to get to the point because I was following my own plans. And when you follow your own plans, you get messed up. And if you don't want to get messed up, stop being stubborn. Stop, stop making it about you. It's not about you. It's not about what you want to do. It like it's about correcting your habits and changing your actions and seeking God first. And some of those actions, like just start. If you just like Kathy, I don't know where to start. I want to book an appointment with you. I don't know what to do. Start by picking up the word and start reading. It. Start with Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Like start with the Book of Proverbs. You can read a proverb a day. It's thirty of them. There's thirty days in, the, in most months, read a book of Proverbs today. Start there. Just start reading in the book of Proverbs to start getting your thinking in your mind right. Then go read the book of Ecclesiastes. These are these are the two books for entrepreneurs. Now, of course, you're going to read them all, but that's where I want you to start at because that's a habit. Make it a habit in the morning. What do you wake up and listening to? What are you waking up and doing? Are you waking up going on social media? Are you waking up listening to negative news? What do you put? inside of you when you're waking up. like There is no TV when we wake up. There's no looking to social media. It's either you're going to read the word or you're going to listen to the word or someone teaching about the word. That's it. No more. That you got to decide. That's a habit that you can put into place in order to make your life better and get keep that garbage out of your head. I'll tell you the story of D'Artagnan. Um, and he, he, he went to the army and when he lived with me from the 10th grade to the, uh, there's a spider here, you go. He lived with me from the 10th grade to the, uh, 12th grade and, um, and a little beyond that, but it, that that was a rule in my house, and that was a rule in my car. There was no negativity. There was no negative music. There was none of that in the morning, in the morning or TV, and none of that. It only could come on a, on Friday night or Saturday, few hours um, after work or Sunday evening. Like like that was just a rule. We there we were, there was no negative. News that like people still call me, like, did you hear what happened? No, I don't know because I don't watch the news. I like if I watch it, I have certain times and you're gonna tell me, you know, if there's a disaster and I need to know and understand about it, because I made that decision that I'm not going to partake in negativity because I need habits that will lead me to change the actions for the better so that we can get everything. Everything God promised, right? That's what you have to do. That's what vision be lost because you didn't plan. You didn't put anything in place. You decided to go on your own way. You you were stubborn in what you do. Will the snow of Mount 11, like, and it, 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 it didn't go as planned. And, and see, I love this part because this is what has to be in you. You can't be weak and win. Like it just don't work. Like God, you can't be timid and win. It, so He's like, "Well, so will the snow of Mount Levin melt and vanish from its rocks, which tower, which tower uh, above Israel? Will the cold rushing waters of foreign lands that flowed down from the distant land be dried up?" Then my enemy said, come and let us work out schemes against Jeremiah. Surely, <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, hold up. Surely the law is not going to be lost to the priest as Jeremiah predicts, nor the counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us strike him with our tongue by making charges against him before the king. And let us, what? Ignore anything he says. So basically, in layman's turn, what it's saying is like, I don't care what you say, what you do or or whatever, but I'm not giving up on what God says, what my vision is, what I was called to do because of you and your words or your doubt or your negativity. But what I am going to do is just cut you out of my life so I don't ever have to deal with it so I can go about and become who I was created to be. That's how focused you have to be on what you desire and what God desires for you in getting his wills done his his will done for you and, and and get this as you're going through this don't get caught up on how you're going to get there because even though you have that plan plans are changeable plans are changeable but your purpose never changed when when man fell, God didn't panic, right? He didn't panic and like, oh, what did I create? This is bad. No, he just made another plan. And like this is so important for me to make that point to you because again, stop quitting when things don't go the way you want them to go. Not fulfilling your plan or Failing to fulfill your plan does not mean that you are out of the will of God. Let me say that again. I want to repeat that because so many people think, well, if it isn't working, it's because God is angry with me or it's not something that I should be doing or maybe I stepped out too quick. No, you just didn't plan. No, you just didn't seek wisdom. No, you just didn't do it the right way, right? That's not true. All of that stuff. That you're thinking you got to get that out of head. See, not fulfilling your plan or failing to fulfill your plan does not mean that God is you're out of God's will and that He's not calling you to do that. You just quit too soon. You like, you can't be one minute so hunky dory excited. Oh, God gave me this vision. It's been at me since I was a little child. It's always been at me. When I look back, I see this. And then at the first sign of failure or setback, you're ready to quit? What? No, you don't do that, right? You're not the first one to fail at all in life. Like they, there's so many examples of that. There's so many stories of people who have failed and they came back and they won. I just want you to remember your plans can change. God changed his plan. God, I just share that with you. Just jumping in now, make sure you go back and watch this. But God never fails, right? Just remember that he never fails. See what happened when Adam failed. The man said, the woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Genesis three read like what happens when business plan fail. God questioned Adam, right? While he was hiding and Adam blamed Eve. Something didn't go right with the order and you don't answer your phone. You don't get back to the client. You don't open the door. You quit your business. You Like I remember way, way, way back when, when things were going bad. Like we pulled up a U-Haul truck in the middle of the night and took all of our stuff out. And like, I... 2008 when I tell you guys I lost everything and I remember sitting there and I was actually in Virginia in this area right around the corner from where I'm at right now and I remember them saying to me are you going and I'm sitting there it's like you know, the inside of me was like being pulled back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm not going. And I remember like, I still, this is probably like 13, 14 years ago. I still remember inside my body and how I felt. I was like, I quit. And like at that moment, like I had never said I quit before on anything. And I remember that moment. And it took me about a good four months to, to get back. And even better to who I I was put here to be. And after working with them a year and a couple months, I left. And six months later, I went over a six-figure income, right? All from just making a decision. I had been in business 13 years at that time. I was up close to that, but I had never hit over that. And in six months, I did what I couldn't do in 13 years because I had I went through that moment and I was like, oh, no, like I'm not a quitter. I'm not like, no, we don't do this. So I, I'm telling you, if you quit before, you don't have to quit again. You can use that as an example on how to get better. But they begin to blame. You know, God questioned Adam when he was hiding. Adam blamed Eve and God questioned Eve and Eve. Blamed the surface. You, your business didn't work. You blamed your salespeople. You blamed the marketing. You blamed Facebook. You blamed being and you, whatever social media jail. You blamed the company. You blamed your upline, your downline. You, you blamed your husband, your wife, your mother, your father. You like you blamed everybody except for yourself. You didn't take personal responsibility for your role in your life and the habits that you had and the plans that you did or didn't put in place for the wisdom and the teachings and the trainings that you did or didn't get, right? It's all your on you. That's it. When you meet your maker, it's all on you. You can't put anybody else there and say, hey, but 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 they but but but, but they, they they put the drink in my mouth. They put they put the they they took the money out of my account. They like stop blaming. Blaming is laming right? It's lame to blame. It says, I like, does that sound familiar? Anybody ever did that? Anybody ever blamed anybody else? Oh, yes, no, you have to take personal responsibility for your actions and what you're doing I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the time we were on the beach years and years ago and I had one of my mentors training and I was blaming and I was crying ah, yeah. he's like oh my god would you stop whining and blaming and complaining it's like you and I'll never forget that moment because from that point forward I never blamed it, that I can remember another person for any failures any mistakes anything that went wrong in business I took the heat because it's all up to me. And that's how I want you to be. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it fails, it's on me. If it wins, it's on me. And all of it is out of my will. It's all God who gets the glory for everything see, I don't know about you, but we all been pretty quick to cast blame far away from ourselves as a business failure or as a plan fail. It's like we toss it up in the air hoping it sticks. Y'all, y'all remember those, the, those um, balls that you, you toss up and they stick to the to the paddles there? I'm dating myself, right? So that, that's how it is. Everybody blames everybody instead of taking responsibility. Leaders take responsibility. They don't put the blame on anyone but themselves. So w- whether 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 it lands on you or it lands in the distance, but it's about you and and you're trying to get the attention away from you. And every time you push it away or you blame someone away, you're pushing your vision away. And that's not what you want to do. You want to take responsibility. See, when Adam's plan failed, that God had God's plan was for Adam to rule the garden, to dominate the earth like that. He said, you, "You, this is yours. I mean, give you all this. You got dominion or everything. The cattle, you got dominion over everything except for people. Like he lists everything. He didn't say people. Like so many of us think we have dominion over here. No, you don't. So stop trying to live other people's lives for them. Right? Adam was the man. He was the main man. Like some of y'all on in your neighborhood in your city, in your corner, in your business, you're the man, you're the main man, right? You're the, you're the woman, you're the main woman, right? People look up to you, you think you got it going on, and then it fails. And then and then, then, then that was God's plan for him, or you you put your business out there and it fell, it, and then you panic. But see, God didn't panic. And perhaps he just said, and I laugh at this, like the devil made me do it. Like some of y'all even say that, like that's your lie. Well, the devil made me do it. No, you made you do it. Stop giving him that much credit and kudos because that's not the way it is you are fully responsible for everything that you do and you know you're gonna be like now i'm just saying maybe god was like okay that didn't work so let's rework the plan so we can get to the direction that's no difference if you got your gps everybody can understand this and it says rerouting 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 you see it spin around rerouting you don't just stop and just get out the car and be like, forget it. I'm never going to get to that destination. No, you take another route. That's the same way you want to do with your business. You have to take another route. Let me know if this is making sense to you. Is it getting in there? So here is the new plan. Where's your new plan? If this didn't work, what's your new plan? It's called testing. In business, it's called testing. You expect a certain amount of, fact. I mean, like, think about this in business and sales. Here's what we say out of a hundred people that, you know, warm people that you, you, you talk to out a hundred people that you talk to 50, 50 may show some interest, right? Out of the 50 that show some interest, you may have 20 who um, book an appointment, out of the 20 who book an appointment with you, you may have 10 who actually show up for the appointment. Out of the 10 who show up the appointment, guess what? Only three to five will buy or one to two will join your business. So that is a 98% failure on somebody getting on your team or, 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 or a 70% failure. If you're the best of the best, of somebody buying your stuff And you quit after one, two, three, or five phone calls Come on, y'all <laughs> You want to stay in this game? You want to be in this game? You got to play like you want to be in this game See, here was his new plan He said, there will be in the minute, to you a blood feud with the woman seed and the snake Like, that's the plan We're, we're going to bruise the snake's head and crush it Like, ain't nothing taking me out whatever comes, I'm crushing it. We're going to make it do what we need to do. We got dominion over these resources. We got dominion over everything over here. We're going to crush it, right? And I'm going to win man back. I'm going to win that business. I'm going to make happen. What I say is going to happen is going to happen. Why? Because I have faith and I believe in what God says. And when, if he says it is going to happen, can you be that strong in your conviction about life, about what you want to happen, about the desires, about the changes that you want to make and see if it's all about the money for you. And that's all you see is money and not transformation and people's lives changing. That's why you're in the challenges that you're in you got to switch that stuff. See, wealthy people never discuss money, they discuss ideas. What are you discussing? He said, I'm not, I'm going to get the garden back. Right? He said, I'm going to get it back, it's going to come back to me. It, It don't matter how long it takes. Y'all get so caught up on how long it's going to take this business to get off the ground. How long is it going to take this to start? It don't matter how long. If it's a vision that he had for you and he intended for you to complete it and you go put the plan in place, take the action, change your attitude, stop the murmuring, do what you need to do. Seek him first in his righteousness, everything. All the things you need and desire will be added into you. See, everybody leave out that first part, right? You need it all, right? So, like, in that confidence and that boldness and that courage, I'm going to win. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to do what I was called to do. That's how exciting you have to be. See, at first, when you look at the story of Adam Felling, it was like it might sound like a tragedy, just like 2008. I was there where it sounded like a tragedy and life was over. And oh my God, I felt that this business had been in for 13 years and I got to go work for somebody and I haven't worked for them. I didn't have to, I chose to. It was a decision, but I just didn't have enough people around me or the senses for myself to say, no. That's why it's important to be in groups and around people who dream like you, who think like you, who want what you want. So when you go through these tragedies, when you go through these setbacks, when these tests that you put out don't work, you'll keep going. See, Adam and Eve were cast out of the beautiful Garden of Eden. You may have been cast out of your business. You may have been cast out of your home. You may have been cast out of your car or or your life or your calling or whatever it was that you were doing and maybe you were cast out of it, but are you going to keep that attitude like I'm going to get it? I don't care what I went through, what I had to go through. I'm going to get it. See, they were thrown in the world where pain, sorrow, and death were ever present. And I promise you, when you're in business, it feels like at times, like it really, no more, all of that really goes away. It goes away. But there was times when the pain, the sorrow, and all of that, Feeling it was ever present. It was always there, worry, you know, when wondering and feeling bad and just wanting to keep the covers over your head and just wanting to give up because you just give it all you got and you go for it and you go for it and you go for it and, for it and nothing ever seems to go the way that you want. And then you feel separated. Like Adam felt separated from his heavenly father. You feel separated from God. You feel separated from your family. You feel separated from everybody around you. You can be in a room of people and you feel like you don't belong. Cause you don't. It's not who you're supposed, where you're supposed to be. You gotta change your habits, and your habits are the people that you hang out with, the books that you read, the things that you do on a day-to-day basis. They will determine your ses- success, or they will determine your failure, and you are the only one who get to choose that. It says, because of the truths restored in the book of Moses, we know that the story of Adam and Eve is actually one of hope and an essential part of God's plans for his children. See, his plans didn't change. That was an essential part because you can look at this story and say, wow, they, they failed. They went through blaming. They went through stuff. They felt separated. But look what happened. Like this is your story so that you can give God the glory and know that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Guys, we got so much more to talk about on this, and I'm excited to just keep sharing this with you. We're The next week, we're going to talk about part three of how God would open doors that no man can shut and what to do when your kingdom business plans fail. I gave you a little glimpse of it. We're going to tell you what to do, and then the next step, of taking that plan and how to get there. So I hope you got value out of what we shared with you tonight. I want you to join us each and every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we share with you how to build your kingdom business. and. and- And grow that. And I don't want you to stop here. Make sure if you anything in here touched you tonight and got in you and you got questions about it and you want to get more understanding or you want to share your business idea and and see what kind of plans you need to put in place and what your next step is in order to get your business where you want it to go. I want you to go to calendarly.com forward slash call Kathy calendarly.com forward slash call me and book an appointment and so some of the things that we do and and sharing with you and helping you if i have your permission to share this with you just stick around and you want to know how to build a kingdom management enterprise system so you have to think of business you got to not work in your business you got to learn how to work on your business and so that means you have to have a kingdom management enterprise system and so we help you with your kingdom culture like your with your ceo management your leadership your mission your vision your values a strategic plan your ownership structure you know what god sees for your vision what he's putting in there what your purpose is all of that is around your kingdom culture and then we're going to look at your financial development as well as so what size the strategy what it's going to take your reporting structure's numbers you should look at, your capital structure, your legal agreements, and things you should be signing and most importantly, those biblical principles that are needed to help you develop. And then when you're looking at your team, we're talking about your management team, your sales team, your marketing team, your your reporting team, your affiliate or, or, or commission, like what everything that you need, it takes a team to build the dream. So if it's just you, you cannot be a one man show and do something big. Everybody had people around them in the word that was part of that team and in that moment, sent to help them to live out that plan. And also you have wisdom and leaders a part of your leadership team. Those are the key. And that's why you have boards, people around you who, who can help you in making these decisions. And you definitely got to understand the business process, your client, your patient, your customers, attraction and retention. How do you do that? Your management information system, how, how you're, how you're going to fulfill the orders, what your practice success loop is, your growth and your capacity management, how much can you handle? How should you scale? What are you going to do? Like you all of that stuff has to be in place in order for you to build it. So we've developed an exclusive kingdom management enterprise system, especially for that citizen of the kingdom and people who want to grow their businesses to those six, seven, and eight figure levels that we talked about. So if you want more help on that, you can call us or text us at 1833 bible biz and you can also get in our academies or our memberships and or our done for you program. So either you want to learn how to do it or you want it done for you and then you want instructions so that you have someone walking you through that. So go ahead and right now and you can go to calendarly.com forward slash Call Kathy, book your strategy session, or if you want to skip ahead of the line, you can call one eight three three Bible Biz. Leave us a message, and we will get right right back to you and go ahead and get that call built, booked, and get your strategy session on the book, guys. I am so proud of you if you stood around to the end and you're watching this, and you take action and you create new habits and you make that decision. It takes courage to step out on faith and become who you were really meant to be. No matter which path you choose, no matter if you work with us or you work with someone else, just make sure they're in alignment with God and what he says and what your vision is. And if you're working, if you're rolling with us, you rocking with us, uh, we're going to 100% support you. We're going to be there for you in the trenches, down with you, helping you to get it done into you. Get it where you want it to be. That is guaranteed. Remember I told you a gift awaits you. We want to send you something unique and special. So not only are we going to, you got the training, but we're also going to give you training inside the um sent right to your front door with a bunch of gifts and stuff that just will make you smile and happy. We just want, is it okay if we over-deliver for you? Because that's all we want to do. We want to over-deliver. But I want to know what questions that you have from reading this today. So if you're catching it doing the replay. You can go ahead and drop your questions. They'll still um, come to us and notify us. And during our time when we check the questions, we'll go in and answer those. If you're on the live right now, I want you to go ahead and drop those. You know, we're on the delay. We're going to head over there in a second. So I'll give you a second to go ahead and start putting those questions or comments in there. So if you're ready to build that six or seven plus bigger business for the kingdom, so you can take those resources and their money, you make a million dollars, that's 100 grand, right? Right back to your church, right? You can change a lot of lives. You can help a lot of people, right? You can be the one, be the, the man, the woman, the person who go get it done and help change other people's lives. You can you can give to charities. You can help feed people. You can you can help organizations in your community, you know, to wipe out the drugs, the sex trafficking, all the negativity that's around from the politicians to the corner people or whatever has happened, it is time for us to take back over this world and do that. And if you look and, you know, when I talked about this last week, you looked at the 12 disciples and, 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 and the ones that Jesus chose, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, Change the world. They're leaders, they're thinkers, they're people who change the world. And we want you to be one of those in the kingdom changing the world. So for more information, call or text 1833 Bible Biz, or if you'd like to email, you can email us at info at Kathy McReynolds.com. Book that strategy call so we can talk to you about this kingdom management enterprise system where we help you with your kingdom culture, your team, your financial development, and your business process. We will go from A to Z with it, y'all. We're going to talk to you about management, leadership, your mission, your vision, your values, your strategic plan, how your how your business should be structured, how your financial development, your strides, your, your size, your uh, strategy your position some people grow too fast or they grow too slow right we can help you with that your capital structure how to structure all of the money that's coming in and out your legal agreements how things should be set up your biblical principles your management team your your marketing team your advertising team your your personal development team your fitness team your your uh your uh what do you call those (laughs) the the human resource team like all of that you got to have plans in place you got to have systems in place for all of that in the business process your client your patients your customers you know what what are you going to do with them how you going to service them how are they going to move through the system your management information system how are you going to communicate with them all of that needs to be written down with a clear concise mental picture and then your practice success loop and growth and capacity management like all of that is part of building a business kingdom management system and you'll learn more about that when we're on the phone call and then we'll advise you whether you should be in our memberships or our academies or our done-for-you program in order to help you bring that vision to a reality. So go book your free strategy session right now. What are you waiting for? Go book it at calendarly.com forward slash call Kathy. Schedule your kingdom business strategy session with Kathy McGrindles. That's me, y'all at Bible Business Academy. You can schedule that now or call one eight three three bible Biz. So I hope that brought you all value. I'm going to head back over to our other screen and see. Oops. Where, where, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. Let me go to the more button. I got to find us. Y'all, oh, where are we? I'm trying to get back over there here we go okay <laughs> like seriously so when i'm doing this it seems like one of your streams is having connection issues but we are trying to restore that but let me see how i can get back over here so what's up y'all as i oh did i make it back okay i made it back yay i made it back <laughs> i'm back i'm back but my chat okay let's see Let's see if we got anything over here. Glad to be here. My, um, I'm going to just go ahead and take that off. Let's switch the other way around trying to read the chats and is saying that we're having some connection issues. Let's see what we have over here. It says, let's see, we have i uh, I'll show some of the chats here. It says Monica says, I'm glad to be here. I think we showed that earlier, but Hey Monica, we're going to show you again there. And I'm so creative. I'm, I am so creative ministry online and a fashion store online and a t-shirt is awesome. 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 Make sure you book that strategy session with us. He's doing it with the light. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So let's see what he says. It says uh, Ray Griff Jr. said, God knows exactly what he's doing with the light. You're shining through his wisdom. I just pray, repent it for distorting my vision of faith and asking him to discern his message about continuing. That's awesome the right thing to do. Awesome. Awesome. And Ray, I'm in agreement with you, man. You got this. You got this. You can make that happen. You need, you you have any questions about that? Just go to calendarly.com or you can go to biblebusinessacademy.com and you'll be able to book that. But that like, thank you for sharing that because so many people can just take what you said for taking responsibility for where they're at and then making that decision and things will change. I can't wait to hear your testimony and how things have changed in your life. We we had um, Sonia over here. Who said Amen? So whatever you said Amen to, girl, we're in agreement with you. Let's do this. And then we got um, Karina says good evening. Well, good evening to you as well. Good evening. So guys, if I don't see any more, um, let me. Did I? Let me see if I see anything else on here, guys. I, I appreciate you all. Stick it around if you got something. I'm just going to do a few more announcements. You can go ahead and put those on and and we'll bring you on here and and share that with you. Um, You all can go to you want to know some more information. Just go over to um, BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Download the free report at How to Grow a Business with Biblical Principles, How to Grow a Business with Biblical Principles. We have a free report on that, which you can get that there. And then it also, will, we give you different trainings in, inside of our email and, and different ways to help you to grow your business. And, but the quickest way is just book a strategy call with us and, and make sure you go and pick up a copy of your Believe and Grow Rich uh, at believeandgrowrich.org, your planner, because planning, that's what we talked about tonight, right? And, and, and it's the beginning of the new month and you got your vision in month. You can see I've written everywhere over this and this is definitely something that you want to grab a copy of. And I didn't bring my book down today, but you can go get a copy of our book, Bible Business Secret um, at BibleBusinessAcademy.com for size book. You can get the digital version if you want The um, other, the hard version, you can get that off of Amazon. You can get that from Amazon. And we got our memberships or academies out there. We want to not just show up here and share this information with you. We want to be able to serve you. And help you. So, if you have questions about how to build your business, what you need to do, um, what's the next step, what the direction is, that's what we cover on these strategy sessions. So, we want to be able to help you with that and be able to explain everything about building a business with biblical principles, your marketing, your sales, your personal development, and just give you, like if when you're in our academies, you get checklists so that you can plan it, then check it off, plan it, check it off, recheck it, replan it, and just keep doing it until it gets done. So if I don't see anything else out there, y'all. I want to thank you so much For joining us tonight I hope you got tremendous value Out of everything that we talked about And we've been going for Wow A couple hours here now So we really had a lot to get out I didn't realize it was that long But you know what You just got to keep giving it When he gives it to you So I hope we brought you value tonight Join us next week 7 o'clock same time As we go into the next Um, session, but why wait? Get it started now. Make a decision. Do something different. All right. See y'all later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.